Hey guys, welcome back to the Growing in Christ podcast. I am your host, Shadora Foy, and today we will be talking about why should we desire God. So our last topic was um, just learning about how God desires us and how much he loves us. But to this topic, um, this next topic that I want to talk about is why should we desire God? Because sometimes it's a hard... <laughs> question that we should all be ready to answer and I know that for me and sometimes I don't think about that you know I used to not think about why should I necessarily desire God we know that uh, Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and that you know he is truly a blessing to be accepted as one of his children and to be accepted into heaven you know um, when God comes back in different things but just understanding why should we have that zeal for God, that true desire for God, that love for God. Not just saying that, you know, he's our ticket into heaven or just using God, but just really loving him, loving to spend time with him, loving to pray, read his word, just see his manifestation throughout the day. And um, one of the main things that I first thought of, of course, is the fact that God gives us life and that he is our life. So um, this is not necessarily thinking about the fact that we will be able to live such a great life when Jesus Christ comes back and to be able to praise him. Yes, that will be, that is our hope and that will be the greatest time of our lives. But just God giving us life now and God giving us life more abundantly. Um, Just going in and reading John 10.10. 10, um, and you don't have to grab your Bibles, but you know, just again, that was John 10 and 10, and I'll just read it real quick, um, saying that the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So just that, um, with Jesus speaking, saying that, that we can have life and also have it more abundantly and just also, um, understanding what is that more abundantly part of life you know having life here and now um because god provides us with life and he provides us that with that life more abundantly you know because like the difference between people who have god and acknowledge god versus people who have not yet accepted christ as their savior it looks like they're living you know, it looks like they're breathing, they got blood flowing through their hearts and through their bodies, you know, their brain is working fine, <laughs> um, you know, they're eating, they're drinking, you know, different things like that, but that's, that's not the fullness of life, you know, that is basically walking dead, it's not true life as we know it, it's not the peace, the love, the joy, the strength that God gives us, um, and we can find that in Matthew 6 and 25. And these are just some verses to kind of get this point across. Um, Matthew 6 and 25 states, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So Jesus Christ is basically saying that our life is more than just 
eating you know it's more than just how good we look on our instagram posts it's more than just how many friends we have how likable we are life is so much more than that and the life of the world shows that that is life life is having all those friends life is being going viral on social media life is having so many likes on your instagram having so many views on your snapchat that is the fullness and the essence of life but jesus is saying otherwise in this verse and also um i really um want to go to matthew 4 and 4 which states that but he answered and said it is written Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So understanding that our life is not just, we don't live just because we eat. We don't live just because we drink water and we keep ourselves healthy and we, we're living because, you know, we eat enough food to make sure that we can stay alive. We breathe enough air so that we're you know, living and getting that oxygen to our brain and the blood's flowing thoroughly. That's not the reason for our lives. The reason for our lives is because God had ordained our life. God ordains who lives and who dies. And um, we can turn to 1 Samuel 2 and 6 for that. So again, that is 1 Samuel 2 and 6, which states, The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. So we see here that God is the, as they say, like to say, the only giver or taker of life. God is the one who makes sure that there's air in our lungs. And God is the one who makes sure that our blood is flowing through our bodies. So that is something very vital to remember that God is the reason for our lives. So, you know, with somebody whose life, your life is in their hands, you know, and Usually that's a bad thing, you know, when your life is in somebody else's hands, you know, usually you're kind of fearful. It's kind of like almost like blackmail or like a threat. But no, God, our life is in God's hands because he loves us, you know, because he wants to see us greater than where we're at, you know the true essence of life, not just that good life of having all those friends or not just that good life of having all those likes, but truly that good life of having a God that cares for you, of having joy, having peace, having love, you know, just having things manifest in your life and having a path directed in your life. So, um, Yes, that was my first point about how God is our life. And then I also wanted to talk, um, I've kind of already stated a few things, but I also wanted to talk about in what ways is God truly our life, you know, and just reading about how life is more than bread and, you know, the body is more than just our clothing, reading those things. So what truly makes up life? And for us, it's, I'm sure it's a different answer than the world's answer, you know, because some people think that, you know, I've heard 
teens my age say, oh my gosh, I'm going to die because I don't have enough views on Snapchat. Or, oh my gosh, I feel so depressed because nobody really liked my Instagram post. That's their life. You know, their life is based on those things. Or how many people like my outfit today? Or how many people actually like me? How many people look at me? You know, that's that's their life. So their life varies. One day, they're at the height of their life. And then the next day, they feel as if they're at rock bottom. But God gives us a more stable life, a more stable life in Him. And the reason that, um, I'm just going to share two of the reasons. We have um, a few reasons, but today I'm going to share two of the reasons why God is our life. Because He gives us peace. One of the reasons is because God gives us that great peace that is just so calming when everything, it doesn't matter if a whirlwind was going on around you, you know, best believe you would be in the eye of that and just be in so much peace because of the peace that God gives. And just um, my heart goes out to all the people who are um, in these towns with these riots. And I, my, I truly do pray for you because that's not peace. That's not peace to have all these riots at um, at night with burning buildings and uh, burning trash cans. That is truly not peace. That's not the peace of God. But they're they're exercising their anger. They're exercising their hate, and that is the way that the world deals with their problems. But um, God allows us to have the peace of prayer, the peace of a sound mind, the peace of just even. The life that God gives, the peace of that no life is taken without God's will. And sometimes that's so hard to deal with that lives are taken and God would will that. But believe me that God has a perfect plan for everything. God has a perfect plan. So um, I just really... Uh, it's kind of going off topic, but I just really pray for you all who may be sensing that feeling of anger or that feeling of, of of sadness. It's okay to mourn, for blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. So it's okay to mourn, but just just praying for that peace, that peace of God, that peace that surpasses all understanding, because that is truly what our world needs in this time, and it is... We can be one more person that shows the peace of God. Maybe we come amongst one of those people who desire to go to the riots at night. Maybe we come amongst one of those people who are angry. But once they see our peace in these situations, even if you are of color, you know, even if you are the family member of the males, male that died or even one of the males that died or even been in a situation with police brutality or racism or just somebody being mean or being rude or exercising their authority in a wrong way. You're just showing them that you have such a great peace and the peace that can only come from God because this world will not give us peace, but God gives us the true pure essence of peace. Um, so going into peace, I would just love to start with Philippians 4 and 7. So we can, um, this is, um, if you don't have your Bibles out already, you can just go ahead and grab your Bibles and your notebooks and your pencils and papers and different things to take notes with. But uh, yes, that was uh, Philippians 4 and 7.
So Philippians 4 and 7, which states, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So uh, it's kind of a verse that I just said. Thank you, God. But just um, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. So um, you won't even understand why you're so peaceful. All the things that go on in the world that are so horrible, you will not be able to understand why God has kept you in such a perfect peace. You you feel like you're floating on air. You know, though these things are devastating, though these things, um, you know, you mourn, it's still like a different type of peace that you have than other people who do not have that peace that guards their hearts and their minds through Christ Jesus. There's so many people who are just in their minds just so unstable right now. It's it's hurting them. They don't they don't really understand. They're having so much anger. Their minds they can't wrap their minds around it. Their hearts are hurting so bad. But when you have that peace of God that surpasses all understanding, it will guard your heart. It will guard your heart from hate. Cuz that's what some people are feeling. Some people are feeling hate. It will guard your heart from anger. It will guard your mind from wanting to set businesses and trash cans on fire, knowing that that's not really going to help your case. You know, it will guard your mind from those things. So really just allowing the peace of God to be in your heart. Um, the next scripture that I would love to turn to is Proverbs 16 and 7. So again, that is Proverbs 16 and 7, which says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So um, <laughs> this time around, you might hear me um, talking a lot about the riots. Uh, it has been something that is on my heart. So, um, you might hear me make reference to it a lot of times. These scriptures really go with it. And I pray that, um, some of you, if you do have family members or if you are the ones listening who are even protesting, protesting or rioting, I understand that the protestings are more peaceful than the riots, um, Sorry, I think my thing is going in and out. I understand that the protests are more peaceful than the riots, but even just having peace and um, protesting. So uh, when verse seven, when it says, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So um, when this verse kind of tells me that if you are, like I said, if you are one of the ones protesting, um, just being praying before you go or just having that mindset of Christ and making sure God is in what you do. Maybe you may not protest, but you may call prayer. You may say, hey, you may get a group of friends or a group of family members and say, hey, maybe we don't want to protest. Maybe we don't want to walk, but we can pray. When um, when those ways, when you incorporate the Lord and you seek the Lord on how you can get involved, God will make even your enemies to be at peace with you. So um, just being mindful, like, I know there's been a lot of altercations between the police and the protesters and the rioters and different things like that, but if you do it, if you do it 
in a way to which it pleases the Lord. He will make those police officers be at peace with you. He will make those governors and those people be at peace with you but it's only the way that pleases the lord so when you're doing it outside of the lord's outside of the way that pleases the lord your enemies won't be at peace with you so you have to be mindful and that's the things that um that's kind of some things that the world doesn't understand you know it's not going to be your way or the highway because that does not make peace with your enemies but when you when you say god I present this before you first and foremost, and this is this is the impact that I want to make. This is the message that I want to send, and Lord, if it please you, please make my enemies at peace with me. Please let my enemies open their ears to hear my cry, to hear my voice. Please do not let them put deaf ears upon what I have to say. You know, once you do it the Lord's way... It, God, because God is the only one that can change the hearts of the enemies. We cannot, by any means, change the heart of the enemy. But God is the one who changes their hearts. God is the one that changes their minds. So a lot of times we can't get through to them, but God can. So just putting our concerns in um, God's hands. And then the next verse that I would love to go to is Psalm 85 and 8. So again, that's Psalm 85 and 8, which says, I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people and to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. So, um, just be mindful to hear whatever God has to say, because whatever God has to say to you, it's out of peace. It's out of love. It's never out of confusion or deception. It's never to m make you more angry, to make you more aggressive. No, it's to bring you into that calmness and into that peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. But once we get into that place with God where he begins to talk to us and calm us down, it's not good to turn back to folly. It's not good to turn back and say, well, God, I'm still, I'm still angry. I'm still going to do what I want to do. No, you just get into the peace of God and you say, God, take the will. God, I can't do it. My anger is not going to do it. My, my sadness is not going to do it. But your, your peace is going to do it, God. Your words are going to do it. So I'm going to get out the way so you can do it, God. And then the next verse that I would like to go to, which is still in Psalm, in Psalm, it's Psalm 119, 165. So again, that's Psalm 119, 165, which says, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. So just loving God's law, you know, as we see, um, again, Referring to the riots that sometimes our law isn't always that great, which is on purpose. You know, man is not greater than God. So our law will mess up. We don't have peace when we love our law because there are some injustices with our law. But when we love God's law, when we love the true, the true definition of right and wrong, when we love 
the law of God. When we delight in the law of God, we have peace and nothing causes us to stumble. Nothing will cause us to waver. Nothing will cause us to fall because we won't find a fault in God's law. It won't be, it will be a universal law. It won't be God's law is right to some people and then wrong to another. No, it's universally right. It's universally wrong. God's law will be the standard. It is the standard to every situation so we have peace and knowing that we have comfort and knowing that even though the world does not show the law of god the world's laws are wrong and messed up and there are those people who walk away happy with the law and those people who are oppressed by the law but that is not the case with god's law we have so much peace in his law and we cannot stumble and um the next verse that I would love to go to is Isaiah 23 and 6. So again, that's Isaiah 23. I meant 26 and 3. I'm sorry, 26 and 3. Which says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So when we trust in God through every situation, when we keep our mind focused on God in every situation, we will be kept in not only peace, but in perfect peace. Not just temporary peace, but in perfect peace. So all we have to do is trust in the Lord's ways. Stay looking to the Lord. It's almost like... um the the story that we um sometimes that we are familiar with of peter walking on water and just looking at jesus as long as he was focused on jesus he could do it he had peace in what he was doing he had the strength in what he was doing he had the confidence but as soon as he got distracted he fell so we have to make sure that we don't fall in this time this is not the time to fall you know those who delight in God's law will not stumble. They have peace. So this is not the time to turn our attention away from God. This is not the time to doubt God. This is not the time to be focused on something else, to be focused on our anger or our sadness, to be focused on our afflictions or our adversities. This is the time to look at God and so that we can walk on water, so that we can have peace in unpeaceful situations, you know. So this is a time to turn to the Lord. Um, Another thing that I wanted to talk about of how God is our life is because of the strength that he gives. And um, I've kind of, uh, the more we go on into this topic, you'll see that um, they're kind of go hand in hand, the things that I paired together, which I did do on purpose. Um, just peace and strength go hand to hand to me. Because once you are peaceful, like it said, um, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds. It gives you strength when you think clearly. It gives you strength when you're not when you're not just acting 
out of feeling but you're really acting from a peaceful place and just with a clear mind and a clear heart you know it really does strengthen you and the strength that you have is the only is the only strength that can come from God so many people are distraught right now so many people are hurting right now and it's not just about this situation but it's just the world as is with the coronavirus and everything else going on so many people are just weak they are weak. They are afraid right now. You have people afraid for their lives. You have people afraid for their health. So many people are in this this state of fear. And they need the strength of God. They need that strength that allows them to rise up and say, No, my God gave me life. And not only did he give me life, but he gave me life more abundantly. He gave me life so I don't have to fear. He gave me life so I don't have to be weak. He gave me life so I don't have to be angry or upset or confused because he's given me so much peace and strength. So again, yes, that other topic that I would um, love to talk about today in this podcast is strength and so we're gonna start off with um psalm 29 and 11 so again that's psalm 29 and 11 which says the lord will give strength to his people the lord will bless his people with peace so this one goes hand in hand with the strength and the peace so he's gonna give strength to us no matter any situation that we're in he's gonna anoint us with strength and make sure that he allows us to stand in times of trouble or in times where the devil wants to bring us low and make us weak and not only will he give us strength but he will bless his people with peace so it is truly a blessing to have peace the world has always been full of chaos the lord the world has always been full of wickedness and just oppression but God will bless us. He will give us that blessing of peace in the midst of everything. So that truly is a blessing. And that truly is a God to desire. That, that, and now like never before is he a God to desire. A God to say, I'm proud to have God on my side. Because if God be for me, who can be against me? You know, with the Lord on my side, who shall I fear? Who shall I be afraid? This is a time like no other to say, I'm glad that I know the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad that I know my Savior. I'm glad that I know a God in heaven, my Father. I'm glad that I know my God, my King, my Father. You know, just being able to declare that and say it with such a boldness and a and a happiness and a and a pride in it just being so thankful that you have the lord your god because there's other people who don't have the lord there's other people who don't have god that are not offered peace not offered strength they have the world but they don't have god they don't have that heavenly father they don't have that god that is over them they don't have that that father that heavenly father that they're made in the image of some people dislike the image that they have inherited from their own biological father or from their own biological mother or their family they want a new image they want a better image a more beautiful image and they can cling they don't have 
the image of God to cling to. So that's why we should be proud. That's why we should declare the gospel. We should declare the good news because we never know when we might touch those people. We may never know when we might come across those people and show them that you do have a heavenly father who cares for you. You do have a God in heaven that is willing to bless you with peace, that is willing to give you strength. When you can't find it in yourself, when your parents and your family and your friends don't have it to give, God will always have it to give. So that is what the world needs. The world needs us as Christians to stand up and to declare that we are grateful that we know the Lord, that we are grateful that we have his strength, that we are grateful that we are blessed with his peace. So the next verse that I would love to go to is Isaiah 41 and 10. So again, that is Isaiah 41 and 10, which says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. That is a blessing. God, in this time, he does not want us to fear because he's with us. He does not want us to be dismayed. Because he's our God. He will strengthen us. And yes, he will help us. And he will uphold us with his righteous right hand. Not just uphold us with his hand. Not just uphold us with his sovereign hand. But with his righteous hand. That truly is a blessing. Because we're going to need righteousness In these times when the world is full of wickedness and oppression and injustice, we need God to uphold us with his righteous right hand. We need that at this time. We need to hear our Lord and Savior say, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. We need a God, a God and our God, our God who is our father, who is our friend, our counselor, our mighty governor. We need that God to say these comforting words to us in this time. Um, The next verse that I would like to go to is Isaiah 40 and 31. So Isaiah 40 and 31 says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So just sometimes we do have to play the waiting game and just wait upon the Lord so that we can renew our strength. Sometimes it's not always moving out of our emotions, moving out of our feelings, but sometimes it's just waiting. It's saying, God, I'm weak right now. And I don't know how much I can do right now, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on you because it's only if I wait and I present my ways before you and you're pleased in them, you will make my enemies at peace with me. But if I'm just quick to jump and do it all by myself, I don't know if you're going to be pleased with my ways. If I'm just quick to jump and not allowing that peace of God, which surpasses all understanding to guard my heart and my mind, my heart won't be guarded. My heart will be infiltrated. My mind won't be guarded. 
My mind will be able to be persuaded and seduced by the deception of the enemy. So just waiting on the Lord, just saying, God, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait on you to tell me when to move so that I have your covering and what I do. Um, the next scripture that I would like to turn to is Psalm 73 and 26. So again, that's Psalm 73 and 26, which says, My flesh and my heart fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So I I truly do love this verse. Um, Saying that opening up with my flesh and my heart fail. So our flesh and our heart fails. What we think is right fails. How we feel about certain situations sometimes fail. We, and that's what a lot of people move out of in the world. And even us as Christians, sometimes we move out of these things. We move out of our flesh and what we think is right versus knowing the law of God and moving in the law of God. Sometimes we move out of our heart and out of our emotions and what we feel. And that fails us. That does not get us the results that we desire. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Meaning that God You be the strength of my heart. Sometimes my heart fails me. Sometimes I don't get the results that I want to get. But you be the strength of my heart, God. You you keep my heart in perfect peace. You guard my heart, God. And And God is my portion forever. God is with me forever. He is my portion. He is the one that is for me and not against me. He is my friend, my counselor, my father. He is with me forever and ever, even until the end, you know. That truly is a blessing. And then the last verse that we'll turn to is Philippians 4 and 13. So again, that's Philippians 4 and 13, which states, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that is a great, 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 great verse to end with of just saying that we can do all things through Christ, not just some things, not just a few things, but all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So I say whatever goals you have, making sure that it pleases the Lord so that your enemies be right with you. But just understanding that you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. So um, that is the end of those two for today of just wrapping it up with like how God is our li- uh, God is our life and he is our life. Um, the two ways that we explained today was through the peace that he gives and the strength that he gives that only he can give. And that is the trueness of life. You cannot live this life. You cannot live this life to the fullest. You cannot live the more abundant part of this life without peace because the world doesn't give it. The world does not give peace. The world only gives peace to the ones that it picks and chooses 
that it wants to give peace to. But it doesn't give a universal peace as God does. The world doesn't give us strength. You know, it always talk, the world always talks about finding your own strength and finding your own voice. But sometimes you don't need your own voice. Sometimes you need God's voice because you can't, you can't do it. You cannot speak. Your flesh will fail you. Your heart will fail you. But you need God. You need to wait on God and say, God, I need you because you're the only God that can change hearts. So, yes, and just understanding that God is he has a perfect plan and he's in control and this is why now more than ever we should desire our god just understanding that it's a blessing sometimes we get caught up with what's going on in the world and we're like oh this is horrible oh this is terrible versus understanding that we have god so yes it may be horrible yes it may be oppression yet We have a God that we can reach out and not just conversate with people of, did you see this on the news or this is horrible, but saying, do you know that God gives peace? Do you know that God gives strength in this time? You know, I always think about the families that I see that go through devastating things on the news. And I almost just want to speak through the television and say, can I pray for you? Can I pray with you? Can I pray that you have that peace of God that surpasses all understanding to guard your heart and your mind through this time? How many people, so many people love to go up to those families and ask them, how do you feel? Or, oh, I give my condolences. But do people say, wait, let me pray with you. Those those that wait on the Lord shall renew them strength. So saying, let's take a moment and let's just stop and let's just wait and let's just pray. Pray to God so that we can renew our strength. Even people, maybe it may not be the family, but you know some people in your family or some people who are feeling upset or angry or sad about this situation. And you're just like, hold on. Instead of just talking about how wrong it is, let's pray about it. You know, um, I almost forgot there's another verse that I truly would love to leave you all with, especially, you know, like I said, talking about the situation with George Floyd and talking about the riots and different things. Um, I would really love to leave you all with this uh, verse, uh, Second Chronicles, which is, uh, once I find it, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, Second Chronicles, and I believe it is chapter 7, verse, I want to say 14, but let me check to make sure. Yes, so I would really love to leave you all with this verse of Second Chronicles, seven, chapter 7, and verse 14, which says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. This verse has truly been on my heart and I really wish that I could just scream it out to all the protesters, all the ones rioting, because I know that they're asking for their land to be healed. They're asking for the laws to be made right. They're asking for justice, but just understanding that man is not the one that gives justice. Our governors, they can only do the best they can, but they are not the ones that can heal our land. They are not the ones that can turn our hearts, that can turn our minds, but God is. And I really would love to just 
be able to say that verse to them, you know, just uh, getting them to understand that it's not the governors that you should be talking to, but it's God. It is not the police officers that you should be talking to, but it's God because God is the only one that can truly heal our land. He is the only one that can make our enemies at peace with us. So I would, I would really, I'm, huh, it's just really on my heart right now because I just, I also would like to see the advancement of our world and not necessarily in the way where there's no there's no oppression. There's no racism. Not not necessarily like that, but just where people think rationally and biblically, where they turn to the one that can heal things. You know, there are so many disasters that happen and we turn to man like they can do something about it when really we should turn to God, the one who can. And that's why I stress the fact that it is a, such a blessing that we have God in this time. There are so many people who are lost who do not have God in this time, who do not have a God to pray to. They don't have a heavenly father. They do not have someone who is willing to heal their land. They are confused. They don't have the peace of God to guard their hearts or their minds. So that that saddens me that they don't have the same God that I have and that pushes me more to do these podcasts that pushes me more to be what I like to call an active Christian because there's so many people who need that God that I have so um yes my prayers really do go out to all the protesters the police officers the Minnesota just in a whole you know um minute Oh, not Minnesota. Uh, I forgot what town it was in, but just to the town as well. Um, just my prayers truly go out. Minnesota too. It must be on my heart, but um, my prayers really do go out. And even to you all, just being listeners, I really do thank you for listening. So I'm going to leave you all with that. And again, just connecting our faith with God's promises Oh, there's so many promises of God. There's a promise of life and not just life, but life more abundantly. There's a promise of peace and of strength and of just having God as our as our father during these times. So, um, yes, I'm going to leave you all with that. And I love you all. And I pray that you all are blessed. Goodbye.